you know, in the NFL uh, landscapes over the past uh, coming weeks. Since we are only doing one episode per week now, some things kind of catch us uh, in between each episode. So I kind of wanted to start off with the Bills signing Tavon Austin to a one-year deal and just kind of your guys' thoughts on that. You know, especially this is an interesting signing for sure. He's kind of like that Isaiah McKenzie type of player where he's going to be in the punt and kick return system and he's going to be kind of kind of fighting for, you know, that, that slot role in the fifth or sixth spot on the team. And he's playing a type of gadget role with downfield shots. But I'm not really too worried about this signing for Isaiah McKenzie's availability on the roster. Isaiah McKenzie, as of right now, is the longest tenured receiver on this roster. And he's been doing it very well. Uh, he's had his moments and he's had his flashes. But now the only interesting thing I think with Tavon Austin is his ability as a kick returner and a punt returner. I'm trying to remember the actual statistics, but he said something like, a select amount of returns compared to Isaiah McKenzie's and a less amount of fumbles and muffs. So that's something that can be interesting, and they could have those two battle it out at the returner position. But I just kind of want to kind of hear your guys' thoughts and opinions on that. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly where I was going to go with it. I'd like to see him and McKenzie kind of duel it out for the, the returner spot because, I, I, like you said, I think McKenzie's kind of cemented his spot on the receiving core of the offense. But it will definitely be interesting to see how that ends up you know and you have Kumaro who's kind of the the same role but I, I think Tavon Austin you know that'll be a different he'll be out he'll outduel him if you will you know I think competition is always good let them battle it out you know when people get settled and they got full bellies they perform different in every aspect whether it's sports entertainment whatever yeah you gotta let stay them, hungry gotta stay hungry let them battle it out uh, I I believe that this signing was mostly due to Andre Smith getting suspended the six games for the performance-enhancing drugs that he took, whatever that may be. Um, I mean, he could be the returner. I don't think there's any doubt that he could be the returner for the Bills this upcoming season. But um, it's a good signing. It's a it's a it's one that I don't think anybody had under radar. Um, no, but it adds nice depth too, you know. Oh, it does. It yeah. does. This, and he's a very experienced returner. Um so he can help McKenzie hold on to the ball or Stevenson. Yeah, I was going to say Marquez Stevenson too. So what whatever Austin brings to the table, the Bills liked as a veteran presence um in my mind. Tanner, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I don't, I'm not, like, overly excited about it. I mean, it's cool. Like, Tavon Austin is an intriguing player, like, small, fast guy, kind of like, you know, an Isaiah McKenzie. But it just seems kind of redundant that, you know, you already have a guy that's younger and better, I would say, than uh, Tavon Austin. Plus, we got a loaded receiver room. I mean, you look at McKenzie, you got Stevenson, who's, you know, experimented with doing some of that return stuff last year and he's only going into his second season so I just think we have younger better options now who knows maybe Tavon Austin just like goes off in the preseason you know he maybe has a kick or a punt return touchdown he makes a couple plays in the receiving game and he makes the roster but uh, right now as of right now I just think he's a camp body I mean it's good to bring competition you know iron sharpens iron you know but uh, I am not uh, overly i I don't think he's a lock to make the roster just I like I said I think he's a camp body at this point 
Yeah, we all we all remember Tavon Austin for his 2013 mixtape out of West Virginia. That guy was electric. Everyone remembers watching that. <laughs> uh, his best season in the league, looking here at Pro Football Reference, was 106 targets, 58 receptions, 509 yards, longest 43-yard reception, and three touchdowns. Nothing spectacular. That's kind of what you're going to get out of Zay McKenzie. Obviously, more yards. I mean, he gave the guy 106 targets. I'd hope you produce a little over 500 yards with 106 targets. But at the end of the day, if he's going to be playing outside slash in the slot, you know, playing the type of that gadget role. You already have a guy in Isaiah McKenzie who solidified himself with that role. And then you bring in a guy in the draft in the fifth round like Khalil Shakir, who the Bills have a lot of promise for and a lot of draft experts and a lot of Bills fans and guys around the league think that Khalil Shakir could be the future uh, of the Buffalo Bills slot. So it's definitely an interesting signing. I'm not mad at it. I think it could it could work out if someone goes down. Uh, right. And if not, like, he's just always a player that we just kind of have on our radar or if he gets signed by another practice squad or whatever. But it's not bad to bring in a player like Tavon Austin. Um, even at the age of 32, he still can produce. Um, he, he He's a spark player, but you just got to see what you can do with him. All right, moving forward, um, this was pretty interesting. I don't want to get too much into, like, the legal issues, but Deshaun Watson just faced his 24th civil suit against the Browns. And kind of where I want to take this conversation is if, let's say, when the NFL does their full their full background on this and a potential suspension is looming for Deshaun Watson, and let's say he's suspended for the first 8 to 10 games of the season, what do you do if you're the Cleveland Browns with a guy like Baker Mayfield on the, on the roster still or a guy like Jacoby Brissett on the roster? Like, What do you do with that if a potential suspension is looming after Deshaun Watson just reportedly faced his 24th civil suit uh, against himself. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know if it's necessarily looming. I feel like it's kind of more of a guarantee at yeah. this point. I mean, you just never know what the NFL will, right. will do with you know these uh, these legal issues. Exactly. But, I mean, you look at it this way. Ba- the Baker Mayfield, he's not going to – he doesn't want to play there as far as I know. He wants out, you know. So I, I, I don't know exactly how well that would go over if they're like, okay, Deshaun's – suspended for the season or a certain number of games you need to step in and help our team win he has no passion for that well not no passion but he doesn't the organization's really not been I think he has more passion for the city and the fans right and a few players on the team rather than like the the upper heads in the organization yeah and if they're telling him you have to play and do this because the guy we're trying to replace you with is suspended I don't know how he's going to take that necessarily um I honestly think that Baker is not going to play a single down for them. Maybe he'll play in the preseason. This is a big if. Just so he can show that the injuries aren't holding him back anymore. Uh, Because that's the main reason why he has not been traded yet. Like Jimmy Garoppolo, they both had horrible injuries. Um, Haven't really proved themselves as much, I would say. But uh, what was funny that just came out right now from Pro Football Focus or Pro Football Talk is um, Kevin Stefanski has no comment on whether Baker Mayfield will be at mandatory minicamp. So I believe right now Jacoby Brissett is the number one QB for the Browns because I bet the Browns are planning worst-case scenario. We got to run with this guy. I think that is awful that we have the NFL making decisions um, as far as suspensions and things like that on someone who hasn't even been found guilty in a criminal court of law. Like, you know, once 
that happens and it's all civil like there's no criminal there's no criminal charges being placed against this guy and the nfl is doing their own investigation so i guess the nfl will be part of the other alphabet organizations like the fbi and the cia because now they're starting to do their own criminal investigations and i think that that's awful um i know if you have 24 charges uh cases brought against you you did something like you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't i'm not saying that the man is innocent but i was i'm just saying we should leave the legal stuff to the legal people and let's play football i mean at this point with 24 you know active civil suits even if he's not even even if he hasn't been you know found criminally liable that's still a really bad look for the nfl so even you know if he there are no criminal charges against him. Just the sheer volume and, you know, the severity of the allegations, of course the NFL is going to do something. That's just not a good look for them. You don't want to have, you know, one of the faces of the league or at least someone who looks like it at one time, you know, have, you know, 23 or 24 civil charges slapped against them. I agree with Dan. I don't think Baker Mayfield's going to play another down for Cleveland. There's just going to be some awkward limbo and they're just going to roll with Jacoby Brissett. But that's not even that big of a deal, I don't think. Jacoby Brissett is, you know, among the top tier of backups in the NFL. You look at what he did in 2017 and 2019 in Indianapolis. I mean, he put up decent numbers, and I think you could say the uh, this uh, Browns team is better than any of the Colts teams that he played on. So I think they'd be fine just rolling with Jacoby Brissett in the event that Deshaun Watson, you know, misses half the season or gets suspended the entire year. Yeah, definitely for for sure. And Jacoby Brissett has been a capable backup in the league for many years. I do years. have one more comment on the Deshaun Watson thing before we move go on. for it. Um, I think the NFL is having a tr- uh, a hard time figuring out how many games he should be suspended, and that's why <laughs> there isn't a suspension yet. Because they're like, if we do six games, what does this? Wh- what will the fans like come at us with? Or if we do a whole year? the Browns organization is going to be mad at us. And they don't want either of that. So they're trying to find, I think, a middle ground, if there is any. (laughs) In this kind of stuff, there may be nothing. It may be just you have to go really far one way or really far the other way. Um, But that's my final thought about Deshaun Watson. Yeah, definitely, for sure. I mean, there's always going to be someone, there's always going to be a complaint because if you only suspend them eight games, you know, the argument's going to be Calvin Ridley got 16 for, you know, placing a prop bet on, you know, on whatever app, but Deshaun Watson only gets eight games for having 23. So it's just, you're never going to win. The NFL's in a lose-lose situation with that. Absolutely. Well, I'm, all I'm going to say is that um, if we can't worry about complaints or we can't worry about, um, as an organization, as the NFL and the Shield and protecting the Shield, they cannot uh, worry about the fans being mad or... No, it's a business is business at that bu- point. Yeah, business is business, and it's, it, has to, it has to stay business. And, see, that's the whole point that I'm making, like... If they just stick with, with football instead of worrying about criminal cases, especially when uh, one hasn't been proven, they can they can go ahead and they can um, just stick with stick with football. You know, um, we shouldn't have to worry as an organization. Organization shouldn't have to worry about uh, pending charges and what's what's going to happen with those charges for them to make a decision, particularly since there are no charges, everything is civil. And I do understand in this Me Too network, I mean, Me Too day and age and everything like that, you have to really worry about how you pr- 
present this because you need to be sympathetic to the women that this has happened to. I mean, this whole thing is just a big, big, big mess. I thought it was bad when Rodman mm-hmm. was out there spray painting his hair and messing with people <laughs> doing the playoffs. <laughs> this is this oh, has man, got that beat. Go. You know, I'm like, my God, what is no. going on? Well, yeah, 24 is a big, big number to have lost. 24. <sighs> oh yeah. my God, I, 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 I don't, can't even imagine. I don't know if I should like. I just kind of like a little joke, but uh, you, anyone watch SpongeBob here when they were growing up? Yep. You remember? Oh, remember yeah. that one episode? Is like, um, hey Patrick, you know what number is uh, better than 24? What? <laughs> 25? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. um, so so what's know, worse than 24? 24. Golly, 24. I can't even imagine. 25, he's going for Shady's prime number right there. Oh, um, man. Yeah, oh, but nonetheless, man. like when we were looking <laughs> all at Deshaun Watson before before everything started ramping up to the full, ex- full extent that it is now with 24 civil suits um, against him, everyone was like, there's just not one team that, that might go after Watson. But then... The Browns just unloaded everything onto him and gave him that guaranteed contract through the roof there, giving him everything. And, you know, I mean, as a player, he deserves it. But with everything that's been going off the field with himself, it's just that it's just interesting seeing all these things go on. Uh, Another quarterback that's looking to get another big contract. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. uh, Russell Wilson wants a five-year deal. (laughs) <laughs> with the Denver Broncos worth two hundred fifty million dollars, which Jeez. would be fifty million averagely every uh. single season. Now, if you look at the top quarterbacks in the NFL, their annual pay per year: Patrick Mahomes forty-five million, Josh Allen forty-two million, Deshaun Watson if he's playing forty-six million. Um, you got Dak Prescott forty million, Matt Stafford forty million, Aaron Rodgers fifty million. Um, so it's definitely something interesting to look at. Matt Ryan, thirty million. Like you got some of these quarterbacks here, and Russell Wilson's making thirty-five million right now. But again, he hasn't played a single down for the Denver Broncos, and I think we all know who the quarterback Russell Wilson is, and he and what, what he, he could will be. be. Yeah, well, what he will be with the Denver Broncos. He's a top seven quarterback in football. Guys who won a Super Bowl. He's had his name in the MVP conversations over the years, has never gotten to that point yet. But he's an MVP caliber quarterback for the most part. Yeah. He has his moments. Um, <laughs> Double, yeah. Double D doesn't sound like he agrees on that one. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, first half MVP. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he does with a better offensive line in Denver and, you know, some interesting weapons with Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Tim Tim Patrick, and Cortland Sutton, and Albert O, and Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. Like, there's a lot of players on the Denver Broncos offense right. for him to work Would with. Would you guys pay him that 50 mil? Okay, let me put it like this. No. If you're the Denver double hockey sticks, no. If you're the Denver Broncos and you bring in a guy like Russell Wilson, you gave up all these first round picks for him. Mm. True. I'm just I'm just going to continue to make him happy by giving him the money. You're already <laughs> you're already three years into it with mm. giving all those first round picks away. You might as well just go the extra five with the money that you're going to tie to him. And you said Russell Wilson is asking for this right yeah he he's asking yeah because he knows his days are numbered that's what it is see him and Sierra they were talking about it like you know baby you're gonna have to retire soon yeah I know I might as well milk this thing out let me go ahead and ask <laughs> for 250 million because I I can get hurt I know I won't recover if I get a torn ligament is is his contract guaranteed or does he have well no he, he it just it just oh it's right just now base contract oh. right it just it right now it well right now what he's asking for is just like five years 250 like, just mm, that. Yeah. Um, nothing specific a... with details or whatever. Well, here's my thing with that. I mean, 
his deal right now is is what what is it again? It's uh, I'm trying to look at the years on here, but it was thirty five million annually. Um, I will pull it up right now in a second. I mean, but thirty five million—that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, he's got four years left on his current deal. Well, I would honestly before guarantee no, three years. Sorry, he's got three years. Three so he's years got left. Twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three, and in twenty twenty four, be an unrestricted free agent. What is he asking for? <laughs> what? Well, before guaranteeing him that contract, if I were to think, if I were the GM and thinking of giving it to him, um. I would have to see how he performs there this season. I think you got to give it a little grace period, you know, and right. maybe adjust accordingly. Like, oh, he wanted five years. Maybe we give him four years with that, you right. know, like to equal it out at that point. But Wait, I mean, I mean, this is the thing, though. You bring Russell Wilson in mm-hmm. to quote unquote rebuild with Patrick Mahomes, compete with Justin Herbert in the Chargers, compete with Derek Carr, Devontae Adams in the Raiders. Compete. Right. You have this quote unquote Super Bowl, Super Bowl ready roster that many think that the Broncos have. You have the outstanding offensive weapons. You have players on the defensive side of the ball, and you have an overall good group. And you have a nice, a new head coach that looks to cement himself in there as well. Mm-hmm. This all this reminds me of what I've heard so many years on paper. Everything looks good on paper. Yeah, you can talk the talk, but until he walks the walk, that's kind of you know how I see it at least. Yeah, I I, I think um, when I saw Russell Wilson um, play, it's like he was on top of the world at one point. Then he hit this big valley. He kind of came back up, but he still didn't do what he needed to do. And I just wouldn't, I wouldn't, I, I would do like you said, like at this far, if you if you're that far vested in him, go I mean, ahead, yeah. but. Me? Yeah. No, go ahead. What are you yeah, yeah, I mean, you already invested so much into the guy. Yeah, you already have him happy here in Denver. I mean, he's going to the Denver Nuggets events. Um, I think he might have went to a, a Colorado Avalanche game. Yeah, he put his he put a video out of him in his uniform for the first time ever. Yeah. And he was smiling, he's happy going crazy. There yeah. To be a Denver Bronco, last thing going into a season when you're competing against Patrick Mahomes, a rejuvenated chargers yeah. roster and when you bring the best receiver in football to that con- or that to, to that division last thing you need is an, an uncomfortable slash unhappy russell wilson i would just give him the money is he completely worth the money compared to the other quarterbacks in football That's no the question. I, I like i don't think i think I'll, I'll tell you some quarterbacks i think that could be rightfully deserved to be paid over them if we're just talking like ranking wise <laughs> mahomes rogers allen brady herbert yeah, literally like, the match like, can't the, all like, the guys literally in the match. those yeah. guys right there all deservedly be Rodgers is getting old, but that's enough. Oh, Rodgers is a back-to-back MVP. That he, guy is. Yeah. Well, he is. He was kind of reborn. I, I, you know, like I think he earned that because he, hundred percent, was like you know he. You saw him getting old, but then now he's running around all over the field like he is. Well, let's Alan see. Let, let, let's see guys. what um he does this year. But with with um I, I know what I would do with Russell um with uh. Wilson? Wilson, yeah. yeah. I was about to say Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> you would give Westbrook the biggest basketball goal in history. So well, he well, but with, um, with Wilson, what I would do is I would I would give him $60 million this year, but then put so many stipulations on his contract. That, you would front load it. Yeah, I would And in the back end it. of it, just kind of sizzle the money wherever. Right. Well, what I would do is set real, real high expectations for him for the 60. I'll give him 10 over. Set real, real high expectations that I know that he probably couldn't do, and then if he did do them, then I know we're getting that championship ring. If, so, if he does, I mean, this is an interesting way to kind of break down his contract. You can front load the first two years, give him all almost all the guarantees in the first two years of the contract, and then you just kind of back load the last two or three years 
in that deal just in case something goes sideways. It's kind of like how the Bills the Devon Miller deal, mm-hmm. where the first two years, they're front-loading everything. But then year three, year four, year five, year six of the deal is kind of like, okay, Vaughn, for some reason, if you just fall off the face of the earth and you're just not payable anymore, <laughs> we can just cut yeah, ties with you're you done. and it won't kill right, us. Right. Uh, but now the thing with Russell Wilson, a quarterback contract is much more higher higher paid and it's a, it's a higher higher uh, impact on your cap compared to like an, an edge rusher. So I mean, that's the thing. You have to be very careful with a quarterback contract like that. Something can go very sideways. I'm not comparing these two contracts, but you had a smaller contract, but at the time was really big with Brock Osweiler. Not comparing these two quarterbacks, just contracts. First one that pops in my head, four years, $74 million. Mm. Look where that happened. Russell, that deal. Russell Wilson just doesn't yeah. look like it to me, though. He just, he, he's, not, he's not impressing me at all. I don't want to touch him. <laughs> I, I okay, so so here's my reasoning for this. I I would stick with the see how he does this year. Um, he's only been sacked under 35 times twice in his career. Last year, where he played 14 games, his very first season as a Seattle Seahawk, his rookie season, which is horrible. <laughs> it, <laughs> and if you keep on being sacked like that, you're going to keep on being injured. He's 33 years old. He doesn't have the Tom Brady gene. Where, you know, you can stay healthy for all you want and the only thing that can take you out of the game is an ACL and a four-game suspension for deflating balls. Um, <laughs> but it, I, don't, I don't see the worth in him. He's small. He, he, uh, I mean, I wouldn't, like I wouldn't knock him on his height. There's only one throw that I remember from this past season when watching film on Wilson where I was like, okay, his height actually impacted his throwing lane. I mean, you look at him, Drew Brees, et cetera, yeah. some other quarterbacks. Like, they've made their name in this league over the last decade being smaller quarterbacks, but being able to play in and outside the pocket. That's true. But Russell he's had Wilson. to run for miles outside of the pocket. I remember. That's what we were excited about with Tyrod Taylor coming to Buffalo all those years ago. Shorter yeah. guy. But, yeah, yeah. But do we yeah. blame him for the sacks, though? Well, the sacks are like kind of like, I would say they are 70-30. They're 70 on the Seahawks offensive line. Um, and they're 30% on him because there's a tendency when you're watching Russell Wilson where he is taking, quote-unquote, stupid sacks where he'll hold on to the ball too long, try to make a play. But that also kind of rejuvenates back to your offensive line. When your offensive line isn't holding your blocks, that quarterback is going to kind of get in that hero ball mode where it's like, okay, I don't know if I can trust my offensive line on this play compared to the next one when you know they're letting two or three guys through at a time and I might have to do something or feel like I have to make this play other than that. And they're, just the Pete Carroll offense is not a good offensive uh, scripted. They're running the ball two or three times on first and second down on, on, on a drive. It's it's terrible. And that's why you don't piss off your lawyer, your doctor, or your offensive line. <laughs> you will pay severely. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely uh, an interesting thing. Uh, I also want to talk about a few more things because after the break, we'll probably get into a little bit of NHL talk. Um, a little bit of basketball with the finals. Go Less. Rangers. Go Rangers. Let's no. go Rangers. No. <laughs> no. Dan. Dan. No. Three P, baby. Three P. Dan's got like an over of like <laughs> winnings, like nine million dollars or something. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about a little bit of the NHL playoffs uh, between the Edmonton Oilers and the Colorado Avalanche, and then we'll talk about the Rangers and the Tampa Bay Lightning as that series is more interesting than it once was just couple days ago and then we'll talk about the golden state warriors and the boston celtics 
on how the Golden State Warriors bounced back from their Game 1 deficit, and they came back in Game 2 and absolutely stomped the Boston Celtics by 20 in their Out. final game. It was game. a full party last night, baby. Don't stand up. So just, you know, just one, Out. a couple quick things before we get into the break. Matt Ryan has been performing absolutely outstanding from reports from what we're hearing in OTAs thus far. And they're expecting to have a huge year with Matt Ryan at quarterback and young receiver Michael Pittman Jr. What are your guys' thoughts on if Matt Ryan can kind of get, I wouldn't say to his MVP season in 2016, but just to a little point of that where he's capable enough to win some games? It is so useless on any report. I, I don't care. It probably leaked out like, hey, this guy's doing really well. Just so you know, it's not like we trade for him or anything. No, that's not what we're doing. No. Um, Matt Ryan's Matt Ryan. We'll see how he does. With yeah, the... look at what his trade was. He literally, they gave him away. Like, Yeah. You know, it, like... I mean, we'll see what he does with a better offensive line and a better wide receiver room, which isn't really that much better. Um but they There's got been, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, that's though. what I was just about to yeah, say. Yeah, that's the I feel running like back, though. What you, you might get a better quarterback like Matt Matt Ryan. I think will will perform better than Carson Wentz did there, and I think that's honestly a little scary because they steamrolled us in that that what uh, that game we played against them. Yeah, last it was season. like forty seven. Well, it was yeah, really but just Jonathan Taylor steamrolling. Still, us. though, I mean, you have someone who can actually competently make throws and pass, like you know Matt Ryan on a better. But statistically, hasn't Matt Ryan always? been pretty good and 28 to 3 after after the 28 to 3 Super Bowl that comeback Tom Brady made over them he has not been doing as well well I was just saying he's still been solid and serviceable but this is the thing between Uh, Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz like Matt Ryan's gonna make the correct throw Carson Wentz might be might be able to make he'll uh, panic and make the 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 quick toss he might not be able to or Carson Wentz can make throws that Matt Ryan can't make but there's also times where Carson Wentz will make throws that Car- that Matt Ryan just won't take because he knows, hey, if I throw that ball, it's going to be intercepted. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz will literally throw that thing up from his own end zone it's to like a defensive lineman. Yeah. And, and who's going to put out a report, you know, our quarterback really sucks this year? Um, I'm going to go to training camp and just say that and just see how bad Twitter gets blown up. I'm just going to say, Josh Allen has looked terrible. He's 0 for 1 to start. Oh, right. that'll, oh, get you, that'll get you some followers, though. That's yeah. the way to do it. Right. You know, I will have, I will have all guys. the Patriots, Dolphins, and Jets fans following my page as an AFC East beat reporter. <laughs> <laughs> because if that was the case, we would have heard how awful Ben Roethlisberger was going to be this year. Yeah, everyone kind of knew that, though. Yeah. <laughs> right, but then but they beat we, us in the first he- game, so I mean. Yeah, oh. but we didn't hear the report, though. That's what I'm saying. We didn't get a report. Yeah. Nobody gave us a report. I don't trust those reports. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely something interesting to see, though, because he just got there, and it'll be interesting to see how him and Frank Reich um, have that connection. We could trust the report Nick on Ford. Flint, Michigan's water over some of those NFL reports. I promise. You. <laughs> Nick <laughs> Foles. <laughs> I I'm gonna make. I want. I I really want to see the bet line for this. Vegas, you're not listening to us, but if you if you are, um. Make a bet line for Nick Foles starting at some point during the season. Show us some love, Vegas. I I bet you Matt Ryan will choke something away or he'll get hurt <laughs> at some point. And I think he tears his ACL in the first game. I I, I that offensive line blocking for him. Wow. Yeah. But um He wasn't on the cover of Madden. <laughs> but um yeah, no, re- I I could retirement is in his future. <laughs> <laughs> I I could definitely see Nick Foles just because of his relation with Frank Reich, just being like, 
hey, we're down by 20. We're not getting this anywhere close. Ryan isn't doing the job right now. We can't keep going with him. Foles, you're going in. You're going in, baby. And I, I just see that happening. Tanner, where's your wisdom? I'm dying to hear what you want to say. Um, well, the first thing I'd like to touch on is I, I heard that Matt Ryan, they just gave him away. I don't think that <laughs> has to do as much with Matt Ryan's talent level as it does the fact that he was making $50 million and the Falcons were just desperate to, you know, get out of that contract. They're mm. going to go like, what, 6-11 and 11 this year. There's no reason to pay a quarterback $50 million. But ever since 28-3, to 3, Matt Ryan has not been, you know, that bad. He's averaged about 4,500 yards a year. Um 26 touchdowns, 11 picks, and I can see him going right around there this season. I'd put him, I think he could go over maybe 4,000 yards and be right around 25, 26 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. I mean, I mm-hmm. think when uh, Julio was getting traded, there was, you know, kind of whisperings that he thought that Matt Ryan's arm isn't what it used to be. But then again, the Colts offense isn't really predicated on, you know, vertical passing. So I think they can get by with Matt Ryan, you know. He's a veteran. He's seen just about every defense there is. He'll make the correct play. I think Matt Ryan could have – I don't think he's going to be a world beater out there, but, you know, given the circumstances, they have a good defense, a remarkable offensive line with a remarkable running back. I think Matt Ryan will be serviceable. I think he'll be better than Wentz. He won't see another, you know, Week 18 disaster that happened last season where they lost to the Jaguars like that. So I'm, 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 I think Matt Ryan could do pretty well this year. All right, that will be it for the first half an hour of the show. The great insight from everyone here. We'll be back right after a quick commercial break. You are listening to the Buffalo Blitz on 91.3 FM WBNY. Welcome back to the Blitz on 91.3 FM at WBNY, Buffalo's original alternative station since 1982, brought to you by the Buffalo State Student Activity Fee. I am Evan Harrington, joined by, once again, Jacob Jacob Fleming, Fleming, Joe Kelly, Joe Kelly, and Dan Dale. Also, we got Tanner Saunders on the phone. Oh, Jordan Poole, that buzzer beater at the end of the third quarter to give the Golden State Warriors kind of that dagger type of feel in the game to just tie up that series one to one. Going back on the stand Going back on the road against the Boston Celtics for Game Three. Did you guys watch the game last night? I did. Oh yeah. You watched Joe? I did not. No, unfortunately, Joe? no. I, I didn't. I watched Top I Gun last night. I was not oh, watching the game. Don't spoil I w- it. I, w- I thought that um I was going to be able to come in here and tell you how well he revolutionized the game. That Curry guy. <laughs> hey, we talked about but, that. But I will say this: the Celtics did live up to their best road team in the playoffs reputation and they came out there and they're giving some people a slight glimmer of hope so (laughs) so i think that is good for ratings um and so we'll see what happens yeah tanner what were your thoughts on the game yesterday man that jordan pool i didn't get to watch the warriors a ton this year but uh 
it seemed like there was a couple times last night where Jordan Poole took a shot, and I'm like, what are you doing, man? That's a terrible shot, but they ended up going in. He had the, <laughs> the two at the end of the third quarter that really iced the game. I mean, on the possession before the buzzer beater, he hit about a 30-footer, and then, you know, he comes down and pulls it from half court to beat the buzzer and just drains it, nothing but the bottom of the net. I mean, boy, when the, and Clay didn't even have a good game. Clay was horrific in that game. He shot like 4 of 19. He was just brutal. But 4 of 19 is generous. He shot 4 of 18. 4 of 19 is Uh-oh. generous. Oh, don't go <laughs> at him for that. <laughs> no, either way, it doesn't matter how you split it. Clay was just brutal last night, but, hey, Curry was – Curry was going crazy. Uh, Pool, you know, he hit some big shots, and they did it. Dub Nation, stand up. I'm uh, rooting for the Warriors in this series. And, uh, I mean, last night was a it was a, uh, a step in the right direction. I got a buddy that's a Celtics fan that I was watching the game with, and it's safe to say after that Jordan Poole buzzer beater to end the third, we did uh, not watch the rest of the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm a huge Golden State fan. I'm a big Clay Thompson fan, so it sucked to see him not have a great game the, uh, yesterday night. But nonetheless, uh, the Warriors are back in this series, and it is tied one to one. Dan, did you watch the game? You said uh, I did not, but you know, I I saw like highlights of it. What what are your, what are your thoughts on Golden State tying this uh, series back up one one? Um, I'm hoping that Boston kind of runs away, and that's just my thoughts because. I had enough of hearing of Golden State. I, what are you talking I, about? Six <laughs> six yeah. finals in eight years isn't much to talk about. Yeah, it's, it's not like they're there every, uh, yeah, every year. Yeah, it's not like it happens every year where it's like, oh, them again. Great. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could say the same thing with LeBron going to, you know, his eighth straight. Do you have a problem with that? Yes. I, I, I can't I, stand LeBron I just don't James like as a player. Repetition. Dan just doesn't like greatness. There it is. It's official, folks. Dan does not like greatness. And in three years when the Bills are going to Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl, Dan isn't going to like Josh Allen anymore. Well, that's different. That's different. (laughs) That's different because I root for them. It's not like, you know, I have to choose between Boston and another team across uh, the country in California. Um, Double D has paid his double dues with the Bills, so he will not. Alter when <laughs> they start one. winning championships. Oh, that, that was a great one there. Thank you, thank you. All right, so we talked a little bit about basketball. We can kind of tie into a little more basketball soon, but I kind of want to get into hockey a little bit. Go Rangers. <laughs> the Colorado Avalanche are officially up 3-0 to zero in the series against the Edmonton Oilers. Now, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Evander Kane, who is suspended for this game, and other players that they have on that roster have been lights out the entire postseason. But you're running into a team with Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Landeskoff, Miko Rantanen, Cal McCarr, etc., Nazem Kadri. That team has players loaded on the back end, loaded on the front end. They have it all. There's a chance that the Edmonton Oilers can get swept in the Western Conference Finals. Do they get a game without their leading goal scorer in the playoffs in Evander Kane? Sweep. Sweep. Sweep it. Sweep. Bring out the brooms, baby. I want to see Evander <laughs> Kane in the in the 300 level just looking down like I could have been there. I could have been there if I didn't hit that guy into the into the boards. I could I could have done well, uh, and then you can go home, Kyron McDavid. I don't like you. I don't like Edmonton anyway because they took McDavid away from the Sabers. 
I was just going to say, is that why you don't like Connor McDavid? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> you, you he went to Edmonton. You know, Double D, you should get emotional about this. I do. I, I don't start <laughs> crying. I just get very mad. No, no. You... Oh, Double D, if you, guys, if you guys listening out there don't know, Double D, big Evander Kane guy. Jeez, <laughs> Tanner. Yeah, um, yeah. One time, Dan had a bad interaction with Evander Kane when he was younger. He didn't sign his jersey or something, so he doesn't like Evander anymore. So, he flipped me off from <laughs> Dan. Dan, like eight year old Dan Dow. Evander, Evander, can you sign my jersey? <laughs> no. Get out of here, kid. Yeah, get out of here, kid. I'm not gonna sign. Get out of my face. <laughs> You should have been a Steelers fan and took me and Joe Green a Coca-Cola. You would have got a whole jersey. <laughs> Y'all too young to remember that commercial. Gosh, I mean, that's got to be what, 19? I was, oh, like, I was like 12. It was in the 80s. 1980? Yeah, right. it was in the 80s. Jeez. All right. So we're going to make a new commercial for you, Double D, and you give the hockey player a jersey and they don't sign it for you. So what happens? At the end of the commercial, do you smack him with a hockey stick? Oh, <laughs> you have a jersey in one hand, stick in the other. Lights the jersey on fire, wax him with a hockey stick. Do I, like, go on the opposing team? I sign, like, a one-period contract. And a one-period like, contract? Goon? That's a new one. Yeah. Yeah, one-period contract. We'll just That's... do a two-minute penalty box contract. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they need me for. <laughs> oh, no. That would be awesome. Um, going to over to the Eastern Conference side of things. The Tampa Bay Lightning make this a series as the New York Rangers cannot go up 3-0 in the series as they were up 2-0 at one point in time in this game. But the Tampa Bay Lightning prevail and they make this series 2-1 now. Well, 1-2 in in the Rangers' favor still. But they won 3-2. What are your guys' thoughts on that series overall? Uh, That that one's hard to tell because I feel like this is exactly like the Toronto Maple Leaf series with the Lightning. We're just going to go down to game seven. It's going to be like, oh, my God, who, who's going to score first? Who's going to do well? Who's going to come back from a deficit? I think Double D's exact feelings were he wants Tampa Bay to win, and then he wants them to lose. Exactly, the, yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah. think I remember Yeah, you that. remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. said I want them Wait, why to are you chanting three-peat then? <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, that's, that's what I'm cheering for right I now. I happen to be a New Yorker at heart. I was born in New Jersey, and I want the Rangers to win. The Rangers are your actual team. You're just not rooting for them. Well, I've kind of been out of the hockey circle for a little while. But I but growing up, the Rangers were your squad. No, growing up, um, anything that came on WOR was my <laughs> was fun to watch. The Rangers, the Islanders, the Devils, the Knicks, the Nets. That's why I have a I have a hate thing for the Knicks because they used to always lose. When they were up, they, they still lose. I mean, they do, up. but it was horrible back then. <laughs> like it was like it hasn't gone anywhere. They would be up. They would be up. History and, doesn't uh, change. I was so happy when Patrick Ewing missed that that shot. I was like, yeah. See, now y'all all feel how like I felt when I was that little kid watching the black and white with the click, 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 click. <laughs> click yeah, click. yeah. Now you know how I felt that that <laughs> night. And Evan, go I was, Ewing. I was chaining three people because then they can go three. Uh, 
Eastern Conference champions. Sure. Yeah. Whatever you say, Double D. No, I, I, I don't want <laughs> double to know. Why would double I D want with the double a down. team with the double dose? That's the within... double dose of double down. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's going to be the thing We're just every gonna time do I go double, on a double. rant That's now. A... I'm just going to Double D like... likes the double doubles in Joe, the morning. Joe, yeah, Joe, yeah. you need one now. You yeah, need, I know. I got to think of something. Joe, don't you dare do this to me. Joe, I know you from astronomy class. Don't you dare do <laughs> this to me. <laughs> um, double D likes the Tim Hortons double double every morning. Ooh, that was a good. <laughs> Joe, one. you're off the air. I'm coming to get you. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> I want you off. Um, but no, the the Lightning. I I don't want the Lightning to win. Why Why would I ever want that? They're in because our, they can three peat. They're in our division. <laughs> Mr. Double-Double and Tim Hortons in yeah, the morning. The double-double, double, yeah. We got to go triple-triple now. Come on. Yeah, triple-triple. Oh, we should we Let's get should, the yeah. cholesterol bumping up with the triple-triple. Yeah, we triple. should uh, slogan that to Timmy Hose. Oh, yeah. Uh, little, we'll do a little promotion for him. Double Timmy, D likes the double-double. A little Timmy triple-triple. <laughs> a little Timmy triple-triple <laughs> with your uh, Stanley Cup 3P champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning. The tam- hey, if you guys want to give wait, me commercials, the, the I'm Timmy, fine with that. Timmy Tampa triple. Timmy's Tampa Ooh. Triple. Ooh. Tri- the Triple Sounds T. Sounds interesting. Ooh, that could be something. Dan, you know a guy, Tim's? No, I don't. We gotta be get, we gotta get that in writing in a contract and just approach the And just slide it through the, the through the um through the drive through window. Yeah, the drive through yeah. window, <laughs> right? Just... Give us the double double. <laughs> I'll take my one black coffee and go on the day. <laughs> <laughs> just just here, I'm gonna pay with this idea board. <laughs> I just don't understand anyone drinks black coffee. Yuck. You don't drink coffee for the taste, you drink it for the effect. Kind of like liquor, keep you up. I mean, I mean, what's better, Tim Hortons or Dunkin' Donuts? Double D um, likes the Dunkin' Donuts. There's another yeah, Double D right double there. Double D Dunkin' Donuts. Another another brand deal. Another brand deal for Double Joe, D. I he's out. He's coming. Yeah, he's Joe, coming. I, I, Joe, I think your time at WNY might be up. I know. He's I'm coming for gonna you. Sign off. Let's see you guys. Well, it's been nice knowing Wait, Joseph Cali. Hold on. Hold on a Bye. second there, Harry. Oh, no. Oh, he's, oh, I thought you were going to get him. No, no, no. We're not kicking him off. Dan might just throw him out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, wait, hold on a second. There here, was Harrington, a window. Gotta, I would throw you through it. What's up, Tanner? Harrington, you got to do – you tried Duncan this weekend, right? You had some when we went to uh, Ithaca down there. And I remember I thought when we were in the drive-thru, you said Duncan might be better than Timmy Hose. So what's your Duncan review? My Duncan review is kind of like this. I like Duncan. We have Duncan's right next to my house. We like it all, um, but at the end of the day, Timmy, Tim Hortons is just—it's—he's him. Yeah, and Tim yeah, Hortons he, is the overall the, just that package. Guy. Well, yeah, and honestly, some things at Dunkin' I do prefer over Tim Hortons, like some sandwiches. Like you know, I, I'd rather go get breakfast maybe at Dunkin', but overall, I'd say Tim Hortons has them edged out on a couple things. You know, most well, we, things. We we got to talk to um, Tim Hortons because we're doing some great product I know. placement right no now. No free brand deals, and here but we I... are talking about them nonstop <laughs> for 45 seconds. But Tim Hortons has a great chili. Oh, my God. Do I they? Love, yeah, I love Tim Hortons chili. I haven't They had got rid of a lot long. of good stuff. They started hacking stuff off the menu, and I've lost interest. Yeah, well... But you guys ran out of stuff to talk about. Yeah, we ran yeah, out. No, yeah. we were gone for one second. We got a we got a caller. We just wanted to it talk just, about. Well, yeah, yeah just whatever the guy called in about. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, let's get back into <laughs> NHL talk a little bit. How do you guys like? What are your guys' predictions for the rest of the series? Like, who do you think wins Game Four in the Rangers Lightning series? Tampa Bay. You think Tampa Bay gets it? Mm-hmm. Make it two-two. 
Yeah, I, I think it's a safe bet to make it 2-2. You got Nikita Kucherov coming off yeah. a three-point night. Andre, um, Andre Vasilevsky. <laughs> Jacob's Sorry. going Rangers. Jacob, yeah, go Jacob. Rangers. I'm going to be the eyeball. Go Rangers. Go. I mean, you are the Rangers fan at heart, so is it really oddball saying your team? Well, no, I, that's your hometown I mean, team. That's really. your hometown team. Yeah. You should well, be rooting I'll, for them I'll, every single game. You should be predicting them to go eighty-two and zero and undefeated in the Stanley well, Cup that, playoffs. Well, <laughs> see, that's what that's what average like Giants fans do. Like you know, but I'm a I'm a realist. You know, Giants um, fans. So like, are you are you a, mm-hmm. are you a, are you a Giants fan? No, I'm a Cowboys fan. Oh. Oh what? Okay, yeah. wait. So this is actually <laughs> wait, so double D's like oh man. So Cowboys. This, is, this is interesting. Why are so, we talking about Cowboys? Double, double Dallas. Double Dallas. <laughs> Everything's bigger in Dallas. <laughs> All right. So when we did our draft night show, this is before you guys were around. We um one of my buddies from one of my classes in college here at Buffalo State. He's actually a Cowboys fan. He's from Rochester. His name's Eli. He's a Dallas fan too. So it's actually actually it's actually interesting to see that we've had two Dallas fans on as guests slash hosts of the show. And it's in the Buffalo area. It's not like no Pittsburgh, no Cleveland, no no Giants, no Jets, no, no Patriots, Eagles, no Eagles, no, no like East Coast teams. Well, see, I had a bad experience like um, Double D back there. I went to uh, the old Giant Stadium, and I thought I was going to meet a football player. Oh, no. And we met some crappy basketball player that I had never heard of. And I kind of hated the the Giants after that, and so um, real real um, what's really funny is that I used to be a Steelers fan originally, and what happened? I was watching football, and they showed the Steelers from the opposite side, like you know they usually show the games, yeah, from the home side, right? They showed it from the opposite side, and then I realized that the Steelers only had one logo on one half of their helmet. Yeah. Drove me crazy. Interesting design choice, in my right. opinion. But yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's a stupid design choice, if you ask me. Yeah. And so after that, I said I can't like the Steelers anymore. That's when Terry Bradshaw, Lynn Swan, they were winning games, mm. yeah, yeah, and yeah. I gave them up. So what happened? It was a Saturday. This is how long ago it was. They were playing a regular season game on Saturday. It was the Giants and it was the Cowboys. Oh, okay. And it was my birthday because mm-hmm. I'm born September 19th. And so whatever you want to figure out the year, you go and look and see <laughs> what year did the Giants and the Cowboys play on September 19th. And my uncle had gave me a football, and it had a facsimile signature, and it had Danny White's signature on there. Oh. And so I looked at the ball, and then I looked at the TV. I said, I'm rooting for the Cowboys from this point <laughs> forward. And my father, he was a baseball fan, so he was a Yankees fan. Oh yeah, yeah, and so um, I never learned that I was supposed to because I'm a Lakers fan and I'm a Cowboys fan. Mm. Okay, so right. I never learned that home, root for the home. Let's team, transition so. back to basketball a little bit. <laughs> you mentioned you're a Lakers fan. Yes, right. The Lakers obviously won the chip. Can't in the stand Col- LeBron. Okay, that's interesting. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. You, you mentioned that you're a Lakers fan. Mm-hmm. The Lakers won the chip in 2020, right? Okay. What are your What are your thoughts on Anthony Davis and LeBron James with the Lakers in their current state? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this much. Um, The Lakers haven't really done anything for me since Kobe left. (laughs) Um, You know, it's all kind of been like fluff. But um, from what I understand, Anthony Davis is a really good player. Um, It may be a piece that LeBron 
he may be a piece that LeBron could use. Yeah. But um, I, I just really – I really just don't like LeBron. Um, Even though he has the numbers and everything, I guess what kind of turned me off with LeBron was that after he came into the league, he set all of these records for being, like, the youngest to have, the youngest to have. It. Yeah. Then they made it where nobody young could come in the league anymore. Right, yeah. They kind of just blocked everyone else that, out from achieving right. that. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was like BS. Like, he had all these records for being the youngest. And, well, then, and my thing with LeBron isn't – Correct me if I'm wrong here. Isn't his plan to go play wherever his son is drafted to? Yeah, that is the kind of current state of LeBron's career to finish things off. Yeah, like he, James he does might not wanna... be around in the Lakers for too much oh, longer. Oh, that's good. Let's get rid of that guy. <laughs> but, like, who are you going to bring in then? It doesn't Steph matter. Curry? Now, now, I will, now, let me <laughs> he say ain't this. ain't leaving Golden State. No. This might even sound even weirder. Off the court, I love LeBron as a person. Yeah, because he does a lot of things off the court. I don't know if you guys recently heard that they had that shooting in his in in the uh, parking lot of his school or whatever. Oh, his old in school, Cleveland. Yeah, 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 no, no, um, the school that he. Yeah, I promise. Oh, he. Yeah, I promise. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and so he does a lot of good things for the community. That's with without it without a question. Oh yeah, he does. But yeah. Just as a basketball player, I just don't like this guy. <laughs> well, I just I have a question for you guys. I'm not huge on the the NBA. Like I don't watch as much. When March Madness rolls around, that's my intake of basketball for the year, pretty much. Hmm. Why are tickets so cheap now for NBA games? I've seen tickets going for like nine dollars to go to an NBA game. Oh man, to be honest, I can't give you an exact reason why. Not the not the finals. They were like yeah, not the finals. No, the, I'm talking regular season. Regular oh, finals. oh, yeah. Like, so I mean, you can Nobody. probably catch like a Philadelphia 76ers Atlanta Hawks game for like. Nine dollars. Yeah, like that's what you I can, saw. I saw someone on TikTok bought a ticket for nine dollars. I was like, this is nuts. Um, well, I just, is that a commercial? I just though? think it is. It's like there's mm. so many. Like you can do this with <laughs> hockey as well. Yeah, with right. the Sabers or whoever else. Like there's 82 games in a season. It's kind of hard for right. people to go to every single game. That's the reason why I, would, I didn't even think about that. If yeah, you're a diehard games, season yeah. ticket holder, baseball so there's going to be empty seats. Cheap baseball games, cheap. Like right now, you can go to a Bison's game for ten bucks. Right, because yeah, you're right. Lacrosse, even like the Bandits games and Bills games, there's only seventeen, eighteen of them. So it's like. But more. speaking of ticket prices, the Bills ticket prices have gotten ridiculous, ridiculous. That Thursday night game is like two hundred bucks. I'm a oh, yeah. I'm a season ticket holder, well, and I think my night. ticket comes out to about one ten per ticket. Which yes. isn't terrible. No, no, you're honestly you're making out if you're a season ticket holder. Yeah, no, because you, you get all the games, you get the access to the playoff games. Yeah, and then, um, what's it called? You just have all the amenities uh, that a season ticket. Well, holder if gets. you're feeling generous on September the nineteenth, and you want to <laughs> take somebody for their birthday to the see oh. the bills. You know? Oh boy! Oh, if, if, can you, you know, party it up in the uh, tailgate? Would I? I mean, I'll party it up. I'm just going to be sipping on water, but I can act crazy off of H2O. Are you going to jump off a uh, a truck into a table? No, I already got um, five pins in one hip. So Let's make it five more in the other. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, no, let's okay. keep them coming. Let's see how no, many we can okay. get. Happy um, birthday to you. Double D, double the pins. No, no, no. Cause, uh, <laughs> I involved with everything. <laughs> I haven't said a word. I've been taking calls double, here. Double D, double dive. Double D, double dives through like tables. Harassed <laughs> out air. Because we're going to give him a double <laughs> dose of that pimping, baby. Of that pimping. <laughs> oh, no. Golly, man. Oh, no. No, that's. I'm, I'm never getting my original name back. Now it's always got to be something after the name now. 
What was your original name? Double D, but now you're adding no. on to it. Yeah, but that's that's the joy of Double D. <laughs> um, double D's Double Destiny will yeah. be to return back to his original name. Yeah, so we can talk about this after the break. We can start off with um, that as of right now, the Patriots' leading offensive plate caller is Matt Patricia <laughs> and not Joe Judge. It's Matt Patricia. <laughs> Just laugh. Oh, my god! Oh, he's double dying back there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this was reported by uh, Jeff Howe. And it, this is the thing. If you're not going with Joe Judge, who was kind of like an iffy pick to begin with, and you're going to go with a defensive coordinator in Matt Patricia. Joe Judge is better since when? I mean, I, I mean, he was special teams. Yeah, but I mean, I think I'd rather have a guy calling spe- this guy's the guy that's calling special teams coming off the plays than a guy who's calling defense. I would rather have a competent offensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you can't have that in New England. I hope we get someone to call that calls in from from uh, from, uh, from Boston. Boston. <laughs> going on guys name's mark from boston i just parked my car on the back of the parking garage and i was listening to you guys radio show and i just wanted to call in really quick because you you nagged on my boston uh boston patriot uh patriots uh the guys who won the super bowl six times in your 20-year lifespan but uh yeah my name's mark from boston again i just parked my car and i'm gonna go get some dunkin donuts and we're gonna go talk I want to double smack. d to come get some dunkin donuts with me because we're gonna talk some smack because name's mark in the back of the parking garage and you're gonna talk some smack about you <laughs> there he is. My name. My name's Mark. I'm gonna take that double D guy that's into the the white of the hostess chair. And we're gonna go to double D's Dunkin' Donuts. You guys, have you guys ever seen the the movie The Dark Knight? Yes. I felt like Batman was just staring at me through the glass. That's what I just felt like. <laughs> oh, I can see him. I can see him clear as day right now. He's looking down. He's coming up from behind me. He's you, probably gonna. With me that, um, with that accent, you were making me feel double departed. Oh. oh my god the jokes just do not stop coming <laughs> how many are there i think there's honestly endless possibilities with the with the words that start with d right right yeah definitely for sure and we're gonna take a quick break and when we get back out of the break we'll talk a little more about matt patricia being the leading play caller or the potential leading play caller for the new england patriots we'll talk about some other news as well um with odell Beckham jr and the retiring of alex mack all right, this is the Buffalo Blitz on 91.3 FM, Buffalo's original alternative station since 1982, brought to you by the Buffalo State Student Activity Fee. We'll be back in just one moment. Try to get to the middle. Nice move and a big goal by Josh Byrne to bring the Bandits fans to their feet and tie it up. Welcome back to the Blitz on 91.3 FM, WBNY. That was Josh Byrne going completely airburn against Colorado in the Buffalo Bandits' first game in at home in the NLL Finals. Airburn. Someone had a sweatshirt on that said yeah. that already, I yeah. saw. And already? the Buffalo Bandits, yeah, they're up 1-0 after they win a close game, 15-14, to in the final moments as Nick Weiss gets a goal in transition to seal the deal with about 50 seconds left. Number 20, there you go. Remembering you were mentioning numbers, that was Nick Weiss who scored in yes. transition. Nick he had an Weiss. electric post-game speech, too, at the end. Yeah, Nick Weiss, an absolute stud, uh, scored his first goal of the NLL playoffs and giving the Buffalo Bandits a 1-0 lead in this series. And if they win next week, we're bringing the it's title over. back home to Buffalo. 
for the first time since 2008. Now, this is very interesting because this is the third go-around for the Buffalo Bandits with uh, head coach John Tavares, uh, you know, back there behind the bench. In 2016, we lost. 2019, we lost. And now we're back here in 2022, so it's a three-year cycle. Third time's the charm, hopefully, and the Buffalo Bandits will secure their first championships since 2008. What were your guys' overall thoughts on the game if you had a chance to watch it? Well, being at the game, it was an absolutely electric atmosphere. Um, the fans were going absolutely crazy. Um, it was just, it felt really good to have. I mean, m- m- the the goalie for a while, Matt Vince, I believe, mm-hmm. um, he he was strong in the first quarter, and then from there on out, it, the game really evened out. I mean, before halftime, I believe, or before the end of the first quarter, there were a consistent three goals right away that put the Bandits up ahead, and the fans were going nuts, but it got really, really down to the wire at the end. If they didn't score that last goal, we would have would have been an OT, and who knows how that would have ended from that point forward, but... Did they say how many fans actually attended the game in the arena? No, they did not give a specific amount, but I can tell you that the 100s and 200s had, they were completely full. Like there was no, we were in the middle of it. We were, it was completely packed in shoulder to shoulder. And then the 300s um, along the field, not on the curve of the stadium, the curve of the stadium, they were, they were gone. Like no one was there. But That's along the field, it was it was completely with like packed. the first three to five sections in the three hundreds on both sides filled. Yes, that's normally a lot more than normal. Normally, um, when when there's a game, most of the hundreds filled. I'd say about ninety five percent. Yeah, and then I'd say about eighty five to ninety percent of the two hundreds are filled, and then I would say the five the first five sections in the three hundreds along the field, like you mentioned, I would say are about what thirty five to forty percent filled if that around there. Uh, so to see that fully filled is absolutely insane. I would guarantee you at least fourteen to 15,000 fans were there. For Bandits, that's through the roof. Yeah. That is through the roof. No, absolutely. Sabres haven't seen anything like that no. in years. <laughs> you know, that's um, what I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that um, I've only been to one lacrosse game, and that was a Bandits game. I can't tell you who they were playing. And my opinion of lacrosse is they have some – Banging music. Yeah, right? they play music the, the whole music. time. I was oh, not so expecting cool. that. My first game was the Albany playoff game, and I thought it was like the you know Sabres games. They do the face-off, music's done. They're just playing. Nope. Kept it rolling the whole time with some on, some pretty good music, like you said. Yeah, it was, and, it was kicking. And I did see the highlight of our player. I can't tell you who he was. Getting <laughs> it past the goalie and the goalie being pissed. Mm-hmm. As all that would goalies be like 15 are, fifteen times. Fifteen times. Well, they happened. they showed yeah. the last one. They showed the winning one. I I saw oh, that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh man. I said maybe double D's prediction next year about all of the teams uh, going to the finals. Maybe that. Maybe that's true. Maybe. Will double D double down on that right now? I don't <laughs> double know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely interesting for sure. And you know, this is great for the city of Buffalo. Yeah. Um, championship team. Well, yeah, it's a championship team. And my thing yeah, is yeah, I can put you in queue if you want if, to if if we win, what does this do for the city of Buffalo? Like, yeah. what's the parade like, you know? Honestly, I think we get our first victory parade in a long time and it's people will come out for that even if you're oh, not I'll a lacrosse there. fan. Yeah, I mean I'll be there. It's a Buffalo team. You support the city, you support everything it stands for, you know, it how it goes. All right. 
We have a caller. Hello. All right, we have Ed from Dunkirk. Ed, what do you got for us? Well, I was wondering if you wanted a small piece of uh, sports trivia to, to mull around with. All right, sure. Uh, All right, Ed, can you turn down your radio if you don't mind a little bit? Sorry, can, you rest, can you turn down your radio? You hear yourself back. Who was um, first major sport uh, expansion team to win a world championship? The, so the first major expansion uh, sport to win a championship? Wouldn't that be the Ravens? Oh man, I wouldn't even know. Um, who can we hint the, the sport? Very, the answer is your very own Buffalo Bills. Oh really? Oh, oh yeah, Buffalo. Wow. Buffalo won it in their inaugural season. Yeah, that that's right. There, guys. I completely <laughs> forgot for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely. Yeah, that's definitely really interesting. It's like some of that trivia when it's in your very own backyard, like the Buffalo Bandits, that you just don't think of sometimes. Um, so that's definitely really interesting. Um, Ed, thank you so much for that. That Good honestly job, was an awesome question. Way, you, were, you were talking about the crowd the other night. Standing room only, 17,000 people in the old auditorium. Uh, really? For, for, the, for the world championship win. Yeah. That's outstanding. Right. Actually, there's a funny... Yeah, there's a funny story. Uh, my dad went to one of the championships years ago. I don't remember if that was the 96 one or one of the ones in the late 90s there. And he would just mention, like, they won the championship and everyone just, like, got up and walked out. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if you remember that. Or, like, they didn't, like, celebrate as much as they were the other night. I don't know if you have a, a stance on that or not. Yeah. Wow. Okay, have a good day, guys. Thank you for that. It's the wonderful Mr. Ed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thank you for the call there. Definitely, this might be a record of calls. Yeah, on no, the show. Like we've had three calls three. so far. <laughs> I've had a come on. I've had uh, a guy who was a Dallas Cowboys we'll fan. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> we'll talk about that, and then we just had Ed. Ed what is this? Ed from Dunkirk. What is oh this? yeah, hey, thank well, you, you know Ed. what? You know what? Everyone, give it up for Ed. Just a big round of applause. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> I I gotta think People's this is like the bleeding, most callers in the show. <laughs> Wait, Tanner, are you still here? <laughs> Tanner, are you still alive? Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh no. Quite no. hung up on Tanner. No, uh -oh. Tanner. Uh, no, no, no. I'm oh, oh, he's alive. Oh, he's oh, alive. Yeah. I thought we was gonna have to do a. I thought deep we would have to bring Ed in to fill Tanner's spot. <laughs> <laughs> we had to bring Ed in to fill Tanner's spot. I thought we were gonna have to do a deep dive and find Tanner. I was like, <laughs> his phone's still on. He didn't hang up on us. Uh, no, there we go. No, there we go. We got three callers today. The Timmy Tampa triple. Are we counting Tanner as a caller? No, no, no. no, was, no. That would make it four. Uh, yeah, we, just four. so uh, our listeners know, our number is 716-878-5104 if you want to call in and be the fourth caller. Yeah, the yeah. fourth. And Guess yeah. what letter of the alphabet that is. More! Yeah, and by the way, we are also joined by Jacob Fleming, Joe Cowley, <laughs> Daniel Dow, Tanner Saunders, and myself, the host of the show for this for today, Evan Harrington. And you guys can listen to this on 91.3 FM WBNY. Or you can listen on the radio of XAP as, as well if you know you're out of our signal radius. And again, if you want to call in, Dan mentioned the number 878-5104, 878-5104 if you want to call in and be like Ed and give us some trivia or any fun facts or questions you just might have to share with us. All right. So Dan mentioned earlier about how a guy called in and he didn't want to be on the air. He just kind of just wanted to talk his stuff about how the Dallas Cowboys are a better team than the Buffalo Bills. I mean, Dan, you were the one that was on the call, so I, yeah, that's all you meant. Yeah. Um, 
you know, he went on about how happy he was when the Cowboys beat the Bills in the Super Bowls twice. Um, and he was, I, I feel like he was one of those fans, like, this is our year. This is our <laughs> year. We know it. We know it. We're going to do well. With Mike McCarthy as your coach, you're never going to do well. I, I just want you all to know I'm not one of those kind of arrogant Dallas fans. Like, um, you know, I the Bills have, have really grown on me. Like, I love the Bills. I got a custom-made Bills jersey. What does it um, say on it? Um, it just has the number 99 for my mom because okay. she passed oh, at 99 right. years really old. Nice. Yeah, um, and I got Fleming, Fleming on the back. That's awesome. Yeah, and, um, you know, um, so I just don't want y'all to think, like, I'm a Dallas fan and I'm – You're going to bring up the, the two Super Bowl losses? No, no, the only thing I will bring up is the wide right because I did a whole mockumentary Ooh. on it. Can we play but that I one time? It, but I blamed it on my um. But I blamed it on my magical unicorn. You know, <laughs> it's on my YouTube channel. It's on my It's on my It's on my YouTube channel. Um, I did a a thing about. You want the you want to plug your yeah, YouTube plug channel? it so we can watch. Yeah, plug it because yeah, so uh, I know that Dallas fans still watching. He might want to hear that. Yeah, well, um, it really doesn't have anything to do with Dallas because they oh. lost to the Giants, which I was happy about because I was like all NFC. But had I known that the that the Bills were going to go down four years in a row, I would have kind of rooted for them. And somebody said something about a helicopter. With yeah, the wind. Apache helicopter. <laughs> above, yeah. I'm telling you, it's that's so what happened. That's what happened. That's what it, Bruce Smith you, still thinks happened, too. It's the unquote. ball right. I would hate to be that guy, though, that missed the kick. Oh, my God. Scott, okay, I have a funny story um, before we get off topic with this. Okay. Um, this is 2019 <laughs> when the Buffalo Bills at the time played Washington. They were the Washington, you know what? Um, yes, and it was Football at home, team. obviously. Yeah, you know the Washington. <laughs> <laughs> um, at that time, Kings. and the Bills were at the home. Skins, yeah, the, skin, the Washington skins. skins. Yeah. Um. So they were at home. The Bills were at home at the time, and Scott Norwood was the Legends Committee player. Yes, and I was walking by the. So 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 every week the Bills will bring two or three one one to two to three players. Okay. That used to play for the Bills, and we call it a Legends Committee. Oh. And they, yeah, they bring them back, and they'll have them sign autographs for you know a part time before the game starts. Yeah, like okay. I got a Joe Delamalur football signed because he came back and was a Legends player one time. Gotcha. Yeah, so gotcha. Scott Norwood was the player at the time, and I went up. I, you know, I got my autograph signed by uh, Scott Norwood on a on a little picture of his kicking a football. And this Washington fan walks by and goes, "Is that the guy who missed the kick?" <laughs> <laughs> and he just yelled it, and and you can see Scott Norwood just like look up, like towards the guy off the stage, just be like, "Oh my gosh!" Well, yeah, it was a lot of crazy at, stuff going on. You got to give him a lot um, of credit though for coming back. Yeah, but here, here, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing: you can say what you want about um the Bills. But in order to get to the Super Bowl four times, you got to be AFC champion four times in a row. Right. So you can say what you want. The only other team that um, did that was, uh, I think, was the Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings. Vikings. Yeah, but they didn't do it four times Not in, in a row. row. The Bills yeah. are still the only team in NFL history to go four times in a row consecutively, but unfortunately they've lost every time. Yeah, right. and the New England Patriots almost could have did that, but they didn't. Thank they goodness. The City Chiefs. Uh, yeah, because we Chiefs never would have heard the end it. of that one. You, and, mm-hmm. and you know, since you mentioned that, the other record that I hate now that um, Tom Brady has is that he won a home team Super Bowl. That is a totally BS stat because they don't play Super Bowls in everybody's stadium. So there are some teams right. that will well, never Right, well, Matt Stafford technically won one in a home team. In my, right, that, yeah, yeah, he won in his own yeah. team. Yeah, because they played team. at SoFi or, you know, that kind of a deal. But 
Yeah, yeah I, that, I do agree. That shouldn't yeah, be a stat. That shouldn't even be a stat. That's such a even... stupid stat. Yeah, like, it Because really it's luck. It's not like, like Josh did... Allen isn't going to ever no. get that. They're not yeah, bringing the Super Bowl to Buffalo. It, and you know why? Because we're building play. a whole brand new stadium and it doesn't even have a dome, which is stupid. Look, look, this is this is the biggest, this is the most stupidest thing about the whole undomed football thing. Do they realize they play on ice, hockey, indoors, and arenas? So why don't they play football indoors? They play hockey indoors. Well, it'd be kind of hard to have a crowd every every day in an outdoor stadium just because you don't know the weather. Because it could be like But they do it to and, us yeah. football fans. I, I, I almost died I mean, that day at the piss. That, oh, you were the, at that the playoff New England game. I had to yeah, leave I was there at halftime. Too. I was I had, at every game last year and the Chiefs game. I left wow. at halftime. That's what I'm saying. But come on, guys. We're going to spend billions of dollars. Can we get a a uh, ceiling? I mean, I, it's a partial ceiling. If you look at it, I mean, it, it, over the, over the like fans, at least, you know. This giant meteor goes through the actual thing we got. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's We're all partial. safe. The partial, the partial ceiling covers us, guys. We're you fine. Get, a, get a big enough sheet, you can close the hole at the top. Yeah, right. Just put a tarp over it. Put a tarp over it. <laughs> yeah, put then a parachute up, over it. Yeah. Then you'll end up like the Mavericks with the leak coming through the roof yeah yeah that was an interesting <laughs> one for sure uh, like this is my stance in the stadium like don't get me wrong i want a dome so we can utilize josh allen's best ability and that's throwing the football in a right. dome stadium yeah like, because any weather game we've had has been tough on him very I, tough. well i know and that's the thing like people don't, besides the new well, england yeah game. If, you, if you look at <laughs> if you look at his numbers um in bad weather games compared to better weather games um they're, they're pretty substantially different Josh Allen has something like it was like twelve touchdowns to six picks. Yeah. Um, with you know, a certain pass rating that's just much worse than the one in better weather games and the yards aren't there. Even wind is a huge factor for him. Though. Yeah. And, they, and the thing is, like when you look at other quarterbacks that have played here, they're substantially worse than Allen is playing here. And right. that's the thing. The weather really does play an impact on our games. People might be like, Oh, here that players hate playing in Buffalo. Yeah, but they aren't see, from here. And here's the thing. We do. We got all of these rules in place to protect quarterbacks, and you can't even line four men up on a um, on a kick return anymore. But how about protecting the players because they're slipping and sliding everywhere in that weather on turf field Ham- too. On yeah, hamstrings can 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 be pulled. I mean, it's it's just so much. And then as a fan, you're not getting to see these players play at the best of their ability because they're up there slushing around, looking like uh, high school high school players. Yeah, definitely. It's an interesting wave for sure, but I think that's what makes Buffalo so unique because you have the weather, imp- you know, impacting the game. Like, th- like that's why Buffalo is such an interesting area. You have Buffalo, Chicago, Green but Bay. But it's impacting our own quarterback. <laughs> I, yes, I don't but, think it's much, we're, though. But, but we're playing better okay. is what I'm saying. Like, our team's yeah. playing better. It might be impacting his stats, but when you're looking at Josh Allen compared to other quarterbacks that have come through Buffalo in these cold-weather games, he's stellar. Slot, you know, sloshy weather games or whatever you want to call it with the rain and the snow. Yeah. They are backup numbers compared to what Josh Allen's putting up in the snow and the rain and whatever in the bad weather. He's putting up above average starting numbers. Right. And that's the thing. His ability to only get better in these games over time, because his first two years in the league in Buffalo, he didn't really deal with that. Um, his third and fourth year is a little different. But then you saw how he played in January against the New England Patriots in Buffalo where he played basically a straightforward, perfect game through five touchdowns right. in cold weather. I mean, you know, there wasn't the snow and all I mean, that, that other that's stuff. That's impressive. Um, but I mean, I was just... there two months before at the first 
Monday night New England yes, game. Yeah, that was bad. And that was horrifying to watch. Uh, Belichick <laughs> ran it 45 times. Down our throat. Yep. Couldn't stop him, but I mean, you made it back. What? But like, that's one of the anyway. that's an example of a bad weather game where the right. winds were fifty plus miles an hour, and I both quarterbacks, any quarterback in that situation was not making and any missing throws. the field goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was no bad. punting it was ability, awful. nothing. Yeah. You can do anything. It was awful. I'm gonna quote. I'm gonna quote someone on something just about the stadium being open. I'm gonna quote Lizzo. Um, <laughs> what? We're gonna we're gonna do uh-huh. it for do it for the culture. That's what I'm gonna say. All right. Cool. Oh yeah, do it for the culture. Oh, okay. there you go. Yeah. I was about to say, like, what? What did she say about the Bills? I like that how he correlated Lizzo to this. Uh, uh. Do it for the culture. You know, that's that's all I have to say. But it's um, what about the? But what about the fans, such as myself? You know, I'm not a I'm not a young guy. I'll be fifty, and um, I walked up. I walk. I didn't walk up the stairs to leave the game that day. I walked up the stairs. To go get my signature uh, thing for my first Bills game, whatever, whatever, that little certificate they give you. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got up to the top of the stairs, because I had been standing in the cold so long, my back started hurting, my legs started hurting. I said, I'm going to get the hell home. I'm not going back down there to sit in that cold. And I'm just saying, if we're going to spend this kind of money, why not have a retractable stadium? Like all yeah. of them. That's you know? definitely something interesting for sure. Um, I thought we should talk a little bit about the retirement of our old Bills quarterback, Fitz Ryan Magic. Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzmagic, uh, for <laughs> sure. Ryan Fitzpatrick um, had an outstanding NFL career, played 17 seasons in the league, um, had some very memorable moments, to say the least. Um, what was your guy's favorite Ryan Fitzpatrick moment, if you had one? I got to say, it. I'm, I'm, it's not on the Bills. It's on um, his tenure with the Dolphins. Okay. When he's getting face masks oh, the to face the ground, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he bombs it still. And I, it just, the same thing. Josh Allen, I think, almost did the same thing, not with a face mask, but being swarmed. But that, to me, was like Fitzmagic's on it. You know, like like he, that's just what Fitzmagic stands for. That's him. That's Ryan Fitzmagic. Like, you, can't, you cannot go about it any other way. Every post-game interview. Oh, every, yeah. with the everyone he got was the tracksuit. Yeah, yeah, chest tear out. Man <laughs> didn't care for the world. Deshaun Jackson's jumpsuit, yep. tracksuit. Yep. Yep. Oh, um, Tanner, you have a favorite uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick moment? Uh yes, my favorite Fitzpatrick moment was probably during the 2011 season, weeks two and three against the Oakland Raiders and the New England Patriots. We won in week two against Oakland in a shootout, 38-35. Fitzpatrick was 28 of 46, 264 yards, three touchdowns a pick. <laughs> um, and then in week three, we beat the Patriots on a last-second field goal, 34-31. Fitzpatrick was 27 of 43, 69, <laughs> two touchdowns, two picks. We went, I think we went, we went down like 21 to three, but then Fitzpatrick led us back. I remember Tom Brady threw four interceptions that game, and that was when I was, you know, just starting to get into football and those games just you know seeing him come out and perform the way he did in that Raiders game I'm pretty sure he threw a last second touchdown to give us the lead so just those two games right there when I was just really starting to get into football that really helped me get into it and Fitzpatrick we started out hot that year like we played the we started out I think what five and two and then against what after a Washington when Fitzpatrick got hurt the season kind of fell apart he Ended up throwing 24 touchdowns and 23 picks that year. But those two games, man, that was a fun time. And that's what made Brian Fitzpatrick really my first 
favorite player in the NFL, and I was super upset when we let him go. But, uh, you know, Fitzpatrick's a legend around these parts. I enjoyed his time in Buffalo, and I wish him well in retirement. But Yeah, everything, everything Tanner said, I agree with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tanner, I mean, I'm you, an just NFC said you, were, guy. you just said you were just getting into football. And you just remembered all those games and yeah. numbers like it was at the back of your head. Or I... Well, I, I mean, I went back and I looked at the box scores because I, rem- remember I remembered it was Marvel. those two games. So <laughs> yeah. I, that was not off the dome. I went back and looked at the Oh, box that wasn't scores. off the dome? Tanner, I thought no. that was off the dome. Me and... Me and Joe here were looking at each other like, what? Yeah, Yeah. I was laughing because also, like, you realize he was was almost 50% accurate. Like, that was it. Like, it wasn't wasn't anything spectacular, but, I mean, they did it. It was just the games, though. They were great games. Like, he he threw that last, I think it was to David Nelson, maybe, or Scott (laughs) Chandler in the Raiders game, and then, obviously, the last second field goal. He threw a pass to Fred Jackson, and he they ruled a touchdown originally, and then he was down, and then we ran the clock, kicked a field goal. Oh, it was just great games, and you know, just the way that he you know led us back in the Patriots game, and just the shootout with Oakland. It was just it was that was fun, and that got me into football, or at least that helped me because that's when I really started paying attention. Like I said, Fitzpatrick was my first favorite player. So. Uh, Tanner, this makes us question all of those answers you got right during the NHL AHL tournament. Uh, contest that we had yeah because you I mean, snuck there in nothing, uh... it, there was nothing at stake here so i could i can't go and look at the box score since there was something at stake there and we were playing a game i i purposely didn't look at my phone obviously because that that takes the fun out of it no i'm just it. kidding i'm just kidding but yeah. didn't fitzpatrick didn't he play for the jets he played yes for... he did yeah, yeah. He did. okay okay i mean you I can really... name the any Bills team in the nfl and fitzpatrick the legitimately played for him yeah no he, he played... played for dallas no, no, yeah, you're right, you're right. Well, Dallas, I, I want to try this. I want to try this. I want to okay. name every team Ryan Fitzpatrick was on. Okay, go for it. He was drafted by the Rams. Yes. Are you going in order, too? Okay. Yes. He got traded to the Bengals. Yep. I believe next was Bills. Yes. Then he went to the Titans. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yep. Jets. No. 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 One more team in between. Yeah. There's one team was in between. It it was yeah the Texans. Texans okay yeah Texans and then I said Tennessee right no so you went Titans Texans and then you needed to go oh, back to I the say, Jets. Uh, Jets then the Jets yeah. Jets yeah I yeah, said three Jets more. Yeah, I got more. confused which AFC team I didn't say um, then it was Tampa Bay Miami mm-hmm. yeah. Commanders yeah yes sir you got that actually all the correct. Washington yeah football I just missed team. I I forgot he was on the Texans one thing they I'm haven't excited. played a game as Commanders yet no they have not one thing I'm really interested to see though is if you pay attention to all of those teams um their transaction lists they do not list Fitzpatrick as retiring but the Bills on their transaction list announced his retirement makes you think since he played the longest for his longest tenure four years on one team in Buffalo, will he be retiring, signing a contract alike to Fred Jackson and the one-day contract to retire as a Buffalo Bill? <laughs> I definitely hope so. I think it would be awesome to have someone like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, just seeing that he was yeah. at our playoff game while Bare-chested. injured, but on another team's contract, bare ch- you're right, with a shirt off, I think he, he lives and breathes Buffalo. I feel like he should retire here. Yeah, he's the he's the, the model definition of what a Buffalonian looks like. Yes. In his prime. And, you know, my favorite Ryan Fitzpatrick moment was when he threw that 98-yard touchdown to Terrell Owens. Yes. That was, like, <laughs> the moment where it's like, this guy's a gunslinger. Like you mentioned, he only might hit 50% of his targets, but he missed 100% of the shots you don't take. Right. Michael Scott. 
Uh, right. Yes. <laughs> well, Wayne, Wayne I, Gretzky, then Michael Scott. I also want to touch on one thing. Every broadcast that he was a part of, like any game he was in, now uh, now heading the field, uh, the the quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick, from Harvard. Every single oh, time he was mentioned. mentioned that. Yeah, just Harvard. Every time he was mentioned. I, I just I found that so funny. I, yeah, no, that's, that's outstanding. They would never let it go, even on his... La- uh, even playing for Washington and the before he got injured, they mentioned Harvard. You know, yeah, like it but was just... that's because Harvard sucks. Like they don't have any other players in the NFL, do they? Uh, not the top Cameron. He, <laughs> has the, he has the only oh, Harvard to Harvard touchdown. There, uh, Tanner yeah. mentioned Cameron Bray. They yeah. might be smart, but they can't play no football. I mean, hey, they produced a guy who played 17 years in the league and right. went bare chested to a Bills playoff oh. game. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, just. That's on. very Harvard like there, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, but I was yeah. just saying they have to um, they have to include Harvard because that he's like the only time they get to mention Harvard. Yeah. All right. We're going to take another quick break and we'll be back uh, to talk more about the NFL, NBA, and NHL. This is 91.3 FM WBNY. We'll be back in just one. Before we go any further, what's the origin of, of this album? <laughs> well, it's nothing. I mean, I think we just have to stay humble, you know. And <laughs> we got to make sure we know how to handle success and all those things, uh, so we can't change who we are. <laughs> how many carrots do you think are around here? It's team? really heavy. It's really heavy. You got your friends there. <laughs> hey, DJ. <laughs> I got like two more because DJ needs his stuff back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Blitz on 91.3 FM at WBNY. That was Ryan Fitzpatrick just being the goofy self, he, his goofy self that he is, just having a blast um, in his post-game interview a few years ago with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as he stole Deshaun Jackson's, or like he calls it, D-Jax's jacket, and Deshaun Jackson was on the side of the press conference room there being like, hey Fitz, dude, like, can I have my jacket back? I want, I want to go home. Well, no, you you can't have it because I got two more questions I need to answer here. Uh, but that's that's the type of player Ryan Fitzpatrick was on and off the field. He was just a goofball, great energy in the locker room, great leader overall, just great human being and just a fun personality. And it sucks to see him out of the league, but sometimes you know your time is up when your time is up. Ryan Fitzpatrick was about what thirty eight years old. He played seventeen years in the league, did his dues, and that was about it. Yeah, I mean. You look at Ryan Fitzpatrick's career, though, and it's no one else. I don't think will have another career like it. You can't really. I mean, I don't. I don't think you can. You can argue that. I mean, all those teams he played for. I mean, the his tenure in Tampa Bay when he became the Fitz Magic and you know wore that tracksuit for the press conference. That's just you can't. You can't. You're not going to have anyone else that does anything like that. You know, and it's just. Very interesting to see that a Harvard guy could be like that. You know, they're normally thought to be more. I don't know how would you, how would you say it like intellectual, if you will. And he's a very goofy guy. He's very fun, like fun to be around. It seems so. Lives and breathes football, and Buffalo. He, he's a Buffalo guy. I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of it reminds me of that. You know, he's not a stuff shirt. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I, I'll you know get out of the little Ryan Fitzpatrick before it makes me tear up because he was a fan favorite. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick had a great career in the NFL. I wish him. Oh, before we actually get out of the Ryan Fitzpatrick stuff, he's actually reported to 
be doing potential broadcasting for Amazon. Oh, wow. As he should. I think yeah. he would be a great personality to have. But better than Tom Brady. I mean, they're, they're, Fox has given Tom Brady an on-air um, deal to, you know, go out and – why am I completely blanking on a word? Uh, commentate on games. And it's just – I don't know. For me, I don't see him as the most – Social guy, I don't, it doesn't like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I would enjoy watching, I think, but mm-hmm. that's why they might put him on Amazon because you got to pay for that. I feel like that's a guy that might attract you to to buy that subscription. You know, yeah, definitely. You know, before we move on from Ryan Fitzpatrick, I know we talked about how he's always like, oh, he's from Harvard. That's his thing. <laughs> um, there's actually a couple other players from Harvard. Yeah, um, Cameron Bright, the tight end from Tampa Bay, he's from Harvard. Didn't uh, him and Fitzpatrick at the first Harvard to Harvard touchdown ever in the NFL? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk, uh the fullback. Oh, yep, yep. Anthony Frisker, uh, the Anthony tight end for the Titans. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Ott, the long snapper for the Seattle Seahawks, and then Nick Easton, the center for the New Orleans Saints. So, I mean, there's a lot more. <laughs> Sometimes they make it sound like Fitzpatrick was, like, the only guy from Harvard. Just his own guy in on the an NFL. island. Well, yeah. I thought he was. <laughs> I should have known better, but, you know. Nah, you're good. Uh, I just want to mention, everybody, that there will be no Blitz next Monday. We will be going on Wednesday, though. Um, Wednesday or, or a day that will. Yeah, out. Wednesday or a day that we're available. We will um, post that on our social medias um, so everyone can, you know, see us there just for where we're going to go. If we do go Wednesday, we'll probably end up going from, what, 2 to 4? Uh, Probably, yeah. What is um next Monday? Is it a holiday? No, there's just something going on around the building here, so we okay, won't be able to you, go on. Um, But also, just everyone here, I'm Evan Harrington, your host right now. We are joined by Jacob Fleming and Joe Callie, and Dan Dale is over to my right, and Tanner Saunders is on the phone line. So we have a packed five-person show today. And, you know, just kind of wanting to get into uh, some other things as well. Yeah. The Browns have discussed bringing back receiver Odell Beckham Jr. per Armando Salguero. Oh, no. What are your guys' thoughts on a potential reunion with the Browns and Odell Beckham? Um, I think he left that place so poorly. Uh, it's like a Stephon Gilmore coming back to Buffalo. No shot, you know. Yeah, it's not like LeBron James when he left and went to Miami, went and grabbed the championship and returned to Cleveland, which would have never happened back in my Number day. Number four, baby. All right, guys, we have a we caller got... coming in. Oh, number four. Okay, I'm going to shut up. We got a caller coming. I, I like go. number three, though. Can you call me number three versus number four? That's my lucky number right. three. Sure, number sure. three, we'll Mr. Let you, Smith. We'll let you stay lucky, number three. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Smith from Smith. Buffalo. What do you have for yeah. us? So first time, well, I called earlier today, but I was, like, busy, mm. and you guys were talking to Cowboys. Well, I mean, I love the game. Cowboys, I mean, you got to go back to Coach Landry, Tom Landry. You guys want to bring up people that you can admire and gush over. Tom Landry, Roger Starbuck, Mr. Two-Minute Offense. If you want to, maybe you guys need to Google some things. So I heard you gushing over Ryan Fitzpatrick, the beard, <laughs> Mr. Scruffy. Mr. Scruffy. He got no rings. I, I watched him, and you guys say there'll never be another quarterback like that. We don't need another quarterback. He was mediocre at that. <laughs> he didn't go anywhere and do anything. Would you stop? He used to make me wish I would have taken up professional football and probably got busted in the first three foot stop. <laughs> you guys want to gush over people, gush over. So, so now I know you might hate me for this. They got uh, the guy from um, Marv Levy, Hall of Famer. 
I think that for a coach to get a Hall of Fame like John Madden, definitely Hall of Famer. Tom Landry, once again, a de- Marv Levy, please. He's no Hall of Famer. What? If I was a Hall of Famer, no, no, I'm just trying to listen to me from what my standards are. What's it, what's Some let, guys Mr. think Fifth the gal is pretty after six beers at the bar, but I ain't been <laughs> drinking yet. All of that four Super Bowl appearances, but you got no ring. That's like saying I've been to the altar four times and all four of my would-be wives ditched me. You don't brag about that. <laughs> you don't tell anybody about that. I'm sorry. Hey, I don't come from that world. But Ryan, he went out there and played ball. They needed quarterbacks. That's why he was able to play. They were desperate. If you put a QB on the back of your head uh, cut in by a barber, you could have gotten hired. But things are getting better. I think of Mike Vick. He came back after the PETA debacle, and they tried to kill him. They treated him like a rag doll, but he still made it. Ryan Fitzpatrick wouldn't have been able to handle all that punishment. I'm sorry. Um, I love football. You guys love it, too. I'm not going to crush your spirit. Just keep talking football. I love it. And it's, and it's rare you get such a symposium of learned individuals such as yourself. And I just love me some football. That's what's up. It's about the game. If my team goes out early in this season – I root for who's playing the game. I can't be mad. And and you said Tom Brady. I know he's hated and vilified in Buffalo, but come on. <laughs> no respect he is respect football. is respect. Yeah, you yeah, know he knows. Yeah, respect. I mean, yeah. he knows football. I can't be mad but at him that Ms. he is the living best at what he does. But Mr. Smith, he, I mean, you can't compare Mark Levy to saying someone going to the altar to get No, I'm married. sorry. Mark Levy. I'm sorry. Mark Levy, how I feel. Yeah. It's like dating somebody. No, I can't. I mean, you I guys mean, like him. That's like taking I, away from Dan Marino. I mean, he didn't oh, win. Dan one. Marino, Mr. Football, all those stats, but he doesn't have a ring. I mean, Yeah, I, but Dan I, Marino I, also passed for 5,000 yards before anyone did in NFL history. Dan Marino was true. must before his time. This is true. And, and Marv, Levy, Marv Levy is the only coach to lead a team to four straight Super Bowls. Four straight. And a lot of the time, in a lot of, Mr. Smith, I'm just going to say this a lot of the time, you can coach up the greatest game plan in NFL history, right? This is true. You're right. Your players, if your players do not come out and perform the way way that you prepared for them in practice throughout those weeks, what is Marv Levy supposed to do? You know, know, it makes me think of the Carolina Panthers when Cam Newton and them went and lost. I mean, Garcia got them ready, but I remember what he said. He said, go have fun. You don't go to the Super Bowl to have fun. You go out there to win a game and humiliate grown men is what you do. You ain't going out to have fun. That ain't no pickup game. But, uh, no, I love your show. I love your show. I called in, and I'm, we got a lot in common. I, I'm not a hater. I just had a couple comments, but that's what makes our, our country great, and we're going to show the politicians. I ain't mad at you. You ain't mad at me. We're not polarized. We love the game. And I love what you guys are doing, and I want you to just keep doing it because it's a breath of fresh air. I mean that. I All right. do love what you said Thank about you. Fitzgerald. I mean that. <laughs> All right, that was funny, though. Um, I just said it. You hey, know hey we, can give him, we can give him Danny White. Danny White and Fitzgerald. We throw yeah. him in the Danny same White. boat. Come on now. <laughs> we throw him in the same boat. <laughs> I see Marv Levy in a different light now. See how you guys did me? You won me over. Well, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Schmidt. I see Marv Levy in a different light. You're right. Little Marv Levy out there with the K-Gun and everybody else. You know what? He did a heck of a job. He is a Hall of Famer. All thank right. you, thank you. That's right. how we did in one phone call. Why can't the politicians get together and do like we just did? <laughs> we're not going right. to get into Yeah, we're not getting into politics. <laughs> we're, not, we're not, we're not. We're yeah, we're going to we're stay. We're in politics. All right, go football. All right, go, go football. football. All right, thank you. Thank go you. Cowboys. Thank you for the call, Mr. Smith. Uh, loved your energy for that couple minutes there. Um, that you was definitely. You did make a valid point about Fitzgerald. 
like with more of the modern Fitzpatrick, play. you're just I like mean, my dad. He always mentions, he always calls him Fitzgerald. Oh, he goes, God. yeah, Ryan Fitzgerald. I know. And then I got <laughs> Russell, I got Russell Westbrook playing quarterback for the for the Seahawks. <laughs> but yeah, but I was just gonna say he made a very interesting uh, point. You know, things have gotten a, a little uh, watered down. But I will say, I will say, I had a new appreciation for that game that I just watched with Boston. And Golden State, and I, I, I let my ego go about the whole um, driving thing, and I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed that game, especially because the Celtics they were dropping a lot of threes right back. They were going back and forth, and then they just lost it in the, in the uh, around that last turn, as you were saying, horse racing. Yeah, when they got to that, oh man, that that was that was so bad. Oh, so what we were talking about before is that the Browns are interested in bringing back. Oh, yeah, that's, you know, that's kind of like a dog returning to his vomit. You know what I mean? It's just like, like what? Like what a dog returning to its vomit. Oh, oh. And it's, I, I didn't know if I heard you correctly. Yeah, or not. I was and, like, what? And, and it's like, okay, first you get rid of the man and you say that his dad and, and his dad, they, they're saying that his dad made this horrible videotape. <laughs> About, I thought it was great. I mean, no, no, <laughs> I thought it was great. It was, it was, it was, it was like, awesome. man, that dad's really got the receipts. Yeah, and and that and, and that that is that is great, and I think that is wonderful that somebody's father put their put their neck out like that. But the the backlash <laughs> that old old Odell got because of that, and now oh now oh you want Odell back now? No, you don't you don't get to get him back with his Super Bowl ring. No, because y'all kicked him off the team. You you almost blackballed them from the league to a certain degree because of the way the story was being portrayed, and now you want to try to bring uh, Odell. Don't go back. I hope Odell, if you can hear me, stay where you at, please. Brother. I feel like this is going to end up terribly if Odell Beckham does go back <laughs> to the Browns because yeah. he's going to go back thinking, you know, I got Deshaun Watson throwing me the football. This would be a great time. I got an elite quarterback, the best quarterback I probably ever played with, Deshaun Watson, and then. For some reason, for some reason, let's just say it goes this way. You got Baker Mayfield, or no Baker Midfield starting Week One. <laughs> or Baker Midfield. Oh, that's awful. Brisket. That's awful. And then they do something like talk bad about each other's wives or something. Yeah, or there was something. a little more there than yeah. It was. Yeah, they did the Kobe and Shaq or something like that. But yeah, it's not Kobe Shaq. It's uh, Baker Midfield and Odell Beckham Ballerina Jr. Now I don't understand. I mean, if if you're the Browns, right? In, instead of looking at Odell Beckham, who who is a good talent, but he is coming off great talent, uh, well, eh. all time great talent. No, um, not all time. No, no, like Odell Beckham, the talent, all time great. No, the top ten talents ever no. played the position. No. He's got one catch on a highlight reel. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but he's a, yeah, but he had arguably the greatest rookie season by any rookie receiver of all time. His first three years in the NFL. Best three-year start by receiver probably of all time. I bet all right, you Jamar you, Chase will knock but, over that. But, but when, um, when you start talking talents like that, I mean. It's talent. On, Jerry, I'm not talking like Jerry, full player. Like talent is yeah, one of the top Jerry ten talents Rice, ever play. Um, what's the guy? 88. Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin. Thank you. Um, you know, you start getting into those. And then another, the other 88 that's playing right now for the Cowboys. Um, I'm so CD, bad with that. CD Lamb, CD Lamb, no, before CD Lamb, Des Bryant, Des Bryant, thank Des you. Bryant. I like Des Bryant, but he is 
nowhere near there. No. Um, well, I mean, he was good at one. He point. He was good. He had a good. Got... He had a good three-year stretch from 2012 to 2014 where he was really dominant. He did. He he gave me hope. I'm sorry. I got a little caught in my emotions. <laughs> um, he gave but... me hope. If I'm the Browns, right, Deshaun Watson is hopefully my QB for the start of the season. Who is a guy, a wide receiver out there, who's still unsigned and has played with Deshaun Watson? No guesses? Wait, wait, wait. wait before wait, before wait, you say wait, this, before wait, you say you this. asking a question? No. no I, it could have been rhetorical, but, oh, okay. you know, I, I, I wanted to see if you guys were going to, like, There was you know. nothing interrogative about that question. <laughs> I've been searching. I didn't it hear anything high pitched at the end, so it was just like I thought you were making a statement. But we'll, I, I am. Uh, but it was Will Fuller. All right, all right. No one, no one, say anything for one second. I got something I need to play here. Oh no. Uh oh. Oh jeez. <laughs> and it's the ad with breaking glass. Thank you, Evan. Sorry. Woo! That hurt. I thought you were gonna. That play. was painful. Yeah, that hurt my that's, ears. Evan. That's Will jeez. Fuller. That is Will Fuller. This oh. is glass. But, but, I mean, here's, here's the thing. You want a guy who's played with Watson, who's fast and can be, like, a, a good receiver if healthy. Um, you're taking the chance either way on Odell or Fuller on their injuries. So, I don't know. You could get Fuller for cheaper, maybe better, knows Watson, knows where to go. That's just my thoughts on it instead of o- Odell. Yeah, I mean, definitely for sure. You definitely got that in rhythm. But, I mean, just as an actual receiver, Odell Beckham clears anything Will Fuller, Ken, and Ken will ever do in the football field. Um, and then he makes a one-handed catch, and you're like, oh, my God, Will Fuller's better. <laughs> yeah, it, that's all it takes now. Yeah, but, no, but, like, I, I think you guys are forgetting, like, how good Odell Beckham was. Like, like not only when he played in his prime and when he had a good, sustainable quarterback thrown in the football, and not only when he came back and played for the Rams – he was their number one outside receiver, dominating the number one corners he was going up against week to week, catching 80 yards and a touchdown every week, coming mm-hmm. off a major injury and um, coming from the Browns in a you know dis- dismantled situation with, with Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski. Like, Odell Beckham, if he comes back from this injury, is still a top 17 receiver in football. This guy is still okay, a I, I good go receiver in football. Okay, I top 17. Mm-hmm. Like, but, he's still a very good talent. But not top 10, like, of all time. No, no, no. Like, I don't think you're referencing. I'm saying a top 10 talent to ever play the position. He's talent-wise through the roof. His yards after the catch ability in his first three years in the league were outstanding. His hands were the best we've ever seen in a three-year stretch. His um, jump ball ability for being a five foot ten wide receiver, out the world. Route running, phenomenal. Everything that you wanted in a receiver, this guy had it and more. In, in his first three years in the league. Yeah, but um, we're talking with an experienced QB as of Eli Manning. Yeah, but that also wasn't throwing in the ball accurately. Like, eh. I mean, look at the catches Odell Beckham was making. Like, they weren't in stride passes most of the time. I'm going to let Evan win this argument because <laughs> in this debate, I have no facts to uh, even battle him with. So, I, I, I take... I, I, I mean, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna you, state you this: that. Odell Beckham's first three years in the league, he broke a lot of Jerry Rice's and Randy Moss's records that have been set for 15 to 25 plus years. Well, and you can't okay, argue that okay. when he joined the Rams last year, his performance did uptick quite a bit. Yeah, 
like he's still that like the talent's always been there. It's just his ability to stay on the field. I right. guess I guess his dad's argument is true. Like, hey, he's got to get the ball thrown to him in order for him to be able to catch it. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> to showcase that, so the talent, quote unquote, um, he's got to have some action. But I mean, maybe top fifteen talent of all time. I don't know of if I would time. say. I I don't know. I would have to. S- See consistent play not in Cleveland. I hope he doesn't. Well, I mean, it's just talent. I'm not not saying. I'm not saying yards, touchdowns, catches. I'm saying like raw talent. talent. Raw talent. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna figure out a way to message Odell Beckham on social media. Coming from Buffalo, bro. Go through his. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna go anywhere that close to Cleveland, Uh, come to Buffalo. I don't know if I'd want him here because I feel like I wouldn't want him. I feel like it would cut. Gabe Davis off. Yeah, it would cut the people who have really worked here to work their way up. Well, I'm going to tell him to stay the heck away from anything three hours. Send him to Dallas. Within. Dak Prescott could do something with him. I mean, maybe <laughs> hey, maybe Dallas could Dallas could use a guy like that, you know, from one big stadium to the next big stadium. Mm-hmm. We, he would feel right at home, you know. And it's got a dome. It's closed. He doesn't have to play in all that cold weather. Right. That's the other thing. He's got to give up that nice so, um, SoFi warm weather. Well, stadium. Von Miller did. Yeah, so Von Miller. It's not Von Miller impossible did it. Yeah. anymore. I mean, Von Miller wins the Super Bowl with the Rams, decides to come to cold, snowy Buffalo. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> okay, whatever you want. Uh, we're happy. Okay. Uh, but it, it's not impossible for that guy to go, oh, I want to play in Minnesota where it's cold or. Ooh, Green Bay. Oh, yeah. Green Bay yeah, needs Green to Bay. They lost Devontae Adams, so that would make sense. Yeah, right now they only have um, Christian Watson. Um, and uh, Sammy Lazard. Watkins, Alan Lazard. <laughs> Sammy Dropkins. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, Sammy. Sammy <laughs> my thing was Watkins. It was Double always drop. Waka, 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 Watkins. That was my little <laughs> thing with Sammy Watkins. Double drop. Ooh, that's. Kins. Double Dropkins. <laughs> oh, Ooh. Oh my god! Drops him with the left hand. I just hand, got it now. I just right heard hand. it. I was like, "Oh, geez. didn't register right away." Yeah, no, it took a minute. Dan's just typing at the computer. Yeah, I, I, I was just <laughs> looking at my computer. There, here, I'm like, "Oh, jeez, great again." All I, all I want you guys to know is that Evan's future is so bright. He's got to wear shades. Yeah, I forgot my glasses at home, that pres- <laughs> and these are prescripted sunglasses, so I have to wear these. Like, and I like that. I'm gonna start using that. I, I thought you just discovered you had like a cyclops so thing going of the off, and didn't want to kill everybody in the studio. <laughs> All right, I want to end one more thing off before we end the show, or two things technically. Um, game picks, really quick, for the Boston Celtics, uh, Golden State Warriors, Celtics, Celtics. I have the Warriors winning Game Three. You have. Oh, oh! You saying for this? Yeah, next for game. game three. Oh man, this is. I'm just and, saying, flip a coin. I can't really. Well, I can't if, really if say it was, it. I hate to say this, but if it was Josh Allen flipping a coin, he would not win. Oh, don't but do I, Patrick Mahomes. Tails never fails, and he think. called tails. I give him all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Allen went with the old party trick that he had in Wyoming. Yeah, tails never fails, Josh. <laughs> no, no, heads I win, tails you lose. Like. Yeah. <laughs> So, but oh, yeah. I was gonna say, um, if I gotta pick a team, the way Golden State just played, I'm gonna have to go with Golden State. Yeah, for this same one. here. And I think it, this thing is definitely gonna go either six or seven games. That's what I Four think. Or five. I, nah, I think that they're gonna bounce. I think um, Boston. They're gonna probably split in Boston. Robert Williams is injured now. He did Robert hurt his Williams. knee the other night. Their oh. big so, uh, shot blocking center. Oh well. Um, 
I don't know. Taco fall. They were. They were. He ain't on the team anymore. I don't care. He'll he, come. He got hurt last. He got hurt this second game. He he was out for a majority of the playoffs and oh. he just came back. Well, oh well, they won a lot of games without that guy. Yeah, but now he's back and oh, so he's a starter, he, and now oh, he might he be limited roles. No, he doesn't oh. suck. He's just limited movement, so he can oh. the Warriors attack. Well, or, I still think that they're gonna go either six or seven games. Yeah, that's Remember, true. that's my prediction. All right, one more thing. Um, Frank Gore just um called it a career a little bit ago, and he signed a one day contract <laughs> with the San Francisco Forty Nine ers. What are your disguise quick thoughts on that before we wrap things up here? I mean. Good, good on you, good on you, Frank Gore. It was a heck of a career for you. You know, it was, it was definitely interesting to see him in Buffalo for a little bit. You know, when he was his tenure here, but um, yeah, congrats on retirement. If you're listening, which I, you're probably not, but. <laughs> <laughs> he may he, he may hear about it. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm just gonna say um, a one really a one day contract. Why don't we just go ahead and give Double D the one period contract so he can go. Brutalize whoever that guy is. Two minutes in the box. Double contract. D, you, you know how to skate? What? Do you uh, know how to skate, Double D? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm going to be your agent. We're giving you that one period contract. <laughs> yeah, we're one you period, that one baby. period contract. Woo! Yeah, baby. And you're going to go brutalize that guy, whoever he is. We're going to make sure you Vander get that Kane, one baby. Vander Kane, baby. I mean, you don't even need a one-period contract. Just go meet him up in the press box. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get yeah. you a quick ticket. I'll... Let's get him the, Let's get him an in on the internship in the communications field and have him go up there and just start <laughs> whacking him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make Vander? sure you – but you've got to pull his shirt over his head. Classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to. Because like... then it's not assault. It's just right. gameplay. Yeah. yeah. It's just gameplay. NHL 22 type of action. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, we're going to wrap things up here in a quick moment. I just want to say thank you, everyone, that has called in, listened, shared our podcast, done whatever, done whatever with it just to you know help it grow. This means a lot to all of us here doing the show. Um, I have been Evan Harrington, joined by Daniel Dale, Jacob Fleming, Joe Kelly, and for the next few weeks, we have Tanner Saunders on the phone line. Do you guys want to shout out your Twitters, your Twitters, Instagram handles real quick? I'll go first. Uh, right. At double underscore D, capital WBMY. Double D. At the Buffalonian. At T-M-O-N-F-N-Y. And that is on Instagram. And you just add a 2018 for that on Twitter. And Tanner? At TJ Saunders 2000 on Twitter and at Tanner underscore Saunders 2000 on the IG. All right, and you can find me over on Twitter at Evan Harrington or Evan H716 and on Instagram at Evan Harrington underscore 63 and on TikTok at NFL Analyst. I just want to say thank you guys for joining and listening. This has been 91.3 FM WBNY, Buffalo's original alternative station since 1982, brought to you by this Buffalo State Student Activity Fee. Thank you for listening and enjoy some great music.